Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, thanks for listening to Marriage Therapy Radio. I'm here with my friend and colleague, Laura Heck. My name is Zach Brittle, and we are talking today about difference. Um, not the kind of difference that uh, doesn't cause conflict. We're not talking about, you know, you like the 49ers and she likes the Seahawks or something. We're talking about when those differences are really baked into the relationship in a way that causes uh, trouble. Talking about things like autonomy versus closeness or maybe introversion versus extroversion and and what happens when those things are baked again baked in um and what are you supposed to do stick around good morning good afternoon no good afternoon i know right good morning for you you just woke up i know today was the first day of the summer that nobody in my house had to wake up so we didn't and when i contacted you and i said hey let's do our podcast i have some great stuff to talk about you were like yeah give me some time yeah I was like, when? Now? I was like, how about 45 minutes from now? So, uh-huh, so I can wake up because it's still noon. Yeah. You're like a college student. I was it, When I went to college, I always took the 8 a.m. classes because they were open and available uh, because I've always been a morning riser, cool. believe it or not. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, I, cool I am, I am uh, I'm interested in becoming a morning person. I think, it, I think it's a thing that I want to kind of prioritize here in a little bit, but um, yeah. probably not until school starts again. But yeah, there's a whole. Well, trend it sounds right. like you are a morning person. It's just that today you didn't have to be, and so you took advantage. Yeah, well, sort of. I think there's a whole there's a whole like kind of trend right now. I don't know if you've been paying attention to sort of establishing the morning routine, kind of setting your intention for the day, and becoming like a totally. Um, and I'm I'm into it. I, I dig it. I just need to um I need to have a more predictable schedule than I currently do, um, which is what happens yeah. when school starts. Can I tell you, uh, I just recently did a sort of, I think it was like an Instagram post and it was showing my morning routine. And there's three things that I do in my morning routine, maybe four that I absolutely love and adore. And one of the things is brand new and I'm addicted to it. And I wanted to actually share this with our listeners. So a couple of things that I do, I listen to a podcast. One of the podcasts that I listen to that I really like is called model health show because you know I'm into health and fitness and wellness and it it just kind of covers all of that. So it's one of my favorites. I listen to the model health show. I work out um, and I've been getting up and going to work out anywhere between 7 a.m. and 9 a.m. depending on my day. And then the third thing that I absolutely love is this book that I got for my birthday, which if you remember was last week. Okay. And did I say happy birthday? Not no. Oh. You did not on my birthday. But after I said, hey, I had a birthday and you're like, yeah, I missed it. Oh, right anyway, on. I got this book and did anybody else every miss single it? day. Did anybody else important in your life miss your birthday? 
you know, there was like this one guy that's fairly important to me that I married uh-huh. um, yeah. so, a while back. So and he my missing he it, it wasn't the most important thing that happened to you on that day. That's true. Because okay. I you were competing with my husband right. missing my birthday, but he's going to make it up to me. What's the third thing that you do in the morning? The third thing is there is this book and every day it gives me a prompt for three things. I have to write three things and it's just one. So today's prompt was, um, what are three? Let's see here. Gosh, I mean, it just like it varies. It's like, what are three things that you're exceptionally grateful for? Or, um, oh, today's prompt was, what are three things that you enjoyed most about this last month? And then a while back, it was, what are three um, positive, what do you call those when you say them into the mirror and you're like, I am smart. Affirmations. What are three affirmations that you can write today? I'm smart enough and doggone it. (laughs) People like me. Doggone it. People like me. That's right. (laughs) So I've really enjoyed that book because it takes me five minutes, but I've actually used it as a prompt at the, at the kitchen table when we're having breakfast, the whole family will talk about these three things. It's been a really fun, fun part of our morning routine. The other one is, uh, what is it? It's from, um, shoot. It's from that book, the help. Oh yeah. You was kind. You was smart. You was special. (laughs) <laughs> I have never heard that, yeah. but I really like watching you say it. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So the reason why I wanted to do the podcast today and I was sort of like knocking on your door, like, come on, come on, come on, come on, come out and play with me. Do you want to build a snowman? Mm-hmm. Um, was because we had a listener that had sent in. Uh, basically I have this a, friend. Sorry. Uh, I, I have this friend. Uh, they have three daughters and one of them is named Elsa. And every time I see her, I'm like, Hey, Hey, do you want to hey. build a snowman? She's like, what? And I was like, do you, you want to build a snowman? <laughs> <laughs> I have, she has mastered the art of rolling uh, her eyes at me. She's like, get away. That's good. Hey. She has a deep amount of contempt for you hey. in her heart. Do you want to build a snowman? It. <laughs> Never gets old. Never, You're the not only to me. one not to who me. ever says that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so we have this listener, she wrote in and she said it was okay for me to, to discuss this through the podcast. But what she basically said is, Hey, my husband and I, my partner, I don't know if it was a married partner, married husband, but my partner and I are very different when it comes to our levels of autonomy. Hmm. And I believe what she said is I could spend all my time with him. I enjoy every waking moment spent with him. And he's very different. He grew up as an only child. He really likes his solo time. And her, her last question was, is he just not meant to be in a relationship? And I, I was like, Oh girl, I've got to talk to you about this. We're going to do a podcast on this. So I'm really curious. I obviously wrote back to her. You were able to read what I wrote to her, but I'm curious what your thoughts are on her question of, is he meant to be in a relationship? And how would you respond to her when she says, we have these really differences of opinion when it comes to autonomy and we're just trying to live cohesively, but here she kind of feels like maybe it's not worth it. I mean, Mm -hmm. is there any light at the end of this tunnel? Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, the, the answer to the first question, at least in my mind, of course, is I don't know. I don't know if he's not meant to be in a relationship. I would want a lot more information, but hmm. but my guess is probably that that's not the case. I mean, people people are in relationships from all over the autonomy and and uh, sort of dependence and interdependence map. Um, mm-hmm. So 
I, my, that wouldn't be my first instinct to go. Yeah, no, it seems like this guy needs to be in a cave forever because um, <laughs> in yeah. a lot of ways I identify with him. I, I don't I like my private time. And I think sometimes that's the difference between being an introvert and an extrovert. So there's there's that piece of it. The, the other piece is I do think that people need to find and this is uh, this is just topical. People do need to find the appropriate balance between uh, interdependence and independence. I mean, it just, you, everybody needs it. Everybody needs it. Um, some people need more, some people need less. And, and a marriage will get, will atrophy if people don't get the, the kind mm-hmm. of private mm-hmm. renewal time that they need. So that's yes. probably part two that we could talk about. Then part three, of course, is just this idea that here you have two different people who are hardwired differently. Um, mm-hmm. and she has a need for kind of social interaction that he doesn't have. And he has a need for autonomy that she doesn't have. And that's just going to be present forever. I mean, it's what right. you and I both know are called a perpetual problem. And I think the secret is trying to figure out which problems are perpetual in your relationship. Um, and which problems are, um, are, t- are solvable and you solvable, solve your solvable yeah. ones and you, you tolerate or deal with or grapple right. with the Learn ones that are permanent. Live. Yeah. Right. And just uh, for those of you who haven't heard the difference between these, this is a this is something that Dr. John Gottman talks about is that there's two types of problems in every relationship. You have your solvable problems, which is uh, 31% of your problems, but the majority, 69% of your problems are going to be your perpetual problems. And it's all based on these fundamental differences between two human beings, because we're all these unique little butterflies and rainbows floating around with our own likes and dislikes and values. And it would just be so boring. And maybe maybe you want somebody out there that is going to be exactly like you. But in reality, the spice of life is finding somebody that compliments you. And in that complimentation, is that a word, Zach? Sure. I like okay. it. I know what it means. Good. Yeah. Yep. That and you know what? Word. That's what language is, right? Yeah. As long as you understand where I'm getting <laughs> going to. Yeah. Um, but in those two balancing your complementary roles, you're going to find that there are differences. One person likes a little bit more closeness. One person likes a little bit more solid solidarity. Man, really struggling today. <laughs> Solitude. Solitude should have had that cup of coffee. Yeah. Um, so it's those perpetual problems where it's about finding out how you can work through that in a nice way. It's how to manage the conflict, not the conflict itself, but how to manage it. That's going to be your secret weapon in a relationship. So I would I would write back to her and say, if you think that's your only perpetual problem, girl, you keep looking because I'm sure you guys have a lot more uh, fundamental differences between the two of you that is going to rock the boat from time to time. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And I, I think particularly, particularly when I'm working with pre-marrieds, I think it's really critical to find out sort of what these pieces are because I, I hear all the time this notion of like, Oh, the thing that I loved about him at the beginning is the thing that drives me crazy now. And mm-hmm. that's the perpetual piece, right? That's the part that is just not going to go away. You sort of hope it's going to change. Right. Um, because they're novel or unique or um, mysterious, maybe, and then all of a sudden they're they don't want to talk to you. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I I just think that you have to um, be really clear about. Uh, here's the problem, right? When you try to so- when she tries to solve this problem, it's going to be like banging your head against the wall, right? Yes. She needs to be able to right. go. That's who he is, and he's not he's not offending me by saying he needs some downtime. Um, mm-hmm. And I think also he has some responsibility to to meet her needs as well, you know? Um, mm-hmm. But it's not mm-hmm. 
if, if, if it's a, if it's a constant power struggle or a constant attempt to change the other or, or make the other become you, it's not mm-hmm. going to work and it's going to, you're going to, you're going to totally, uh, just drive yourself crazy. What do they call that? The definition of insanity doing, doing the, the same, same thing, thing over and over and over expecting different results. Yeah. There's, we've talked about this before, but I kind of like the idea and and I don't know if I had expressed it well enough in my email back to her, but if you take a look at this problem of autonomy versus solitude and you Mm -hmm. set it apart from closeness, closeness, thank you. Uh, If you, if you set it apart from the two of you and you hold it out there and you say, this is what we're looking at. We have this conflict in our relationship and it's going to come up from time to time. But rather than putting it between the two of you, uh, if you create sort of a, uh, it's a battle where you lock arms together and you say, this is our battle and it's not your problem of needing aloneness or my problem of needing closeness. It's our problem um, Mm -hmm. or our conflict to manage. Now it's something that is rather than pulling you apart, you can sort of fight it together and you're Mm -hmm. on the same team. And Mm -hmm. I think that that's really helpful to think about all of these fundamental differences between the two of you. It's not, see, that's where criticism comes in is you're criticizing Mm -hmm. your partner because you're taking a problem and you're fundamentally attributing it to your partner as their problem Mm -hmm. rather than it's our problem to help manage in the relationship. I was talking about this almost exact same thing yesterday with a couple and um, it was, I mean, literally it was almost this exact same thing, kind of the, the autonomy versus closeness question. And, and I kind of described it like, it's almost like they have a, um, they're trying to make a cocktail or, or if you're not, if you don't drink, then maybe a soup, but they only have like five ingredients mm. and they have to use what they have um, in order to create the kind of the, the yummiest version of the cocktail or the yummiest version of the soup, because mm-hmm. you could pour it all in there um, and it might be disgusting and you just kind of whatever. Um, but that's what you're doing. You're, you're having to sort of go, okay, here's what we're working with mm-hmm. and how do we make it as pleasant as possible, um, right. uh, as tasty as possible, because this is what we're working with. And, the, and, and then the other thing is, I think this gets lost. I think if you just consider the math, right? If, if this couple that wrote you, if they broke up, and she went and found somebody who was like um, super sociable and he went and found somebody who was wanted to be a hermit as well. And they um, they started their own relationships. They would also have perpetual problems. They right. would they wouldn't be this one, but yeah. it would be some other set of ingredients that created its conflict that they have to right. figure out how to make the best cocktail out of. So at some level, it's really about what trade-offs am I willing to make because I love this person or what, mm-hmm. wh- or what am I not willing to tolerate because the, the reward benefit, the benefit and what do you call it? The uh, cost benefit analysis isn't, isn't big enough. Right. Um, so yeah. that's my, I mean, that's, that's kind of where I would want to work with her because again, maybe he didn't need to be in a relationship. Maybe he's perfectly happy just kind of um, on his own. And that's, that's, a, but, but that's yeah, not enough, there's not enough email be, in that, in that, there's, there's not, not enough detail enough email, in that email. But I'm willing to bet just based on human beings, all human beings need closeness and connectedness. And that that's true for survival. We need to feel close to other people. It's just that, like you said, we all have needs and we need to be able to express what our needs are. And so when he needs to pull away and have some time where his, he's by himself, he needs to be able to express that as a want or a wish or desire rather than sort of complaining about clinginess or having her always need to be with him. And she needs to be able to state her needs in a positive way of saying, I really miss you and I need to feel connected to you. 
I have, um, gosh, it's interesting now that I think about it. It's, it's a couple that I've been working with where this is the exact scenario that they work with. And it's about her being able to express her needs in a way where he can hear them rather than feeling like she is attacking him for pulling away or withdrawing, but instead saying, I really need to be close to you right now. It helps me to feel safe in the relationship. So if we could, I'd like to have a nice conversation over dinner, whatever mm-hmm. that might be. And mm-hmm. he understands, okay, we have this perpetual conflict in our relationship of uh, connection and so she just expressed a need and because he loves her and he wants her to make her feel good, he's going to yield to her in some way by saying, absolutely, let's have dinner today, tonight. And then after that, I'm going to go to the basement. And I'm going to mm-hmm. watch a movie by myself, whatever. Well, I mean, and that's it. That, I mean, I think there's some wisdom in that, right? There's one of the ways that you can mitigate some of this perpetualness is just through predictability. Um, for me, I, I'm probably a guy who needs more autonomy than Rebecca does. And, mm-hmm. and we have two things that are sort of, um, automatically built into our week, which is that, uh, I think I've said it on the podcast before Monday is my long client day. And so when I get home Monday night, my family understands they get nothing from me. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm fried and yeah. they don't try to get anything right. from me. They right. don't attempt, you know, um, because it's best just to leave me alone or, um, and then Friday, I take what's called a mental health break, which is right. I, <laughs> I come home and I, I take a nap. Um, yeah. And everybody knows that it's not dad being lazy or depressed or it's just a thing that's built in that is that helps me get what I need. Yeah. And it and it, and my kids and my wife aren't guessing all the time. It, mm-hmm. Do I get dad today? Do I not get dad today? And I try my best to be present on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, but on Monday and Friday, I have these two rituals that are just sort of understood. And yeah. I think if, if, if that can, it may, maybe it's not those two, but if that can be the way that you sort yeah. of normalize some of this perpetual conflict in your, in your relationship, right. predictability helps a lot. I totally agree. How can I meet my needs? How can I meet your needs? And um, yeah, I like that a lot. It's funny. I was just listening to one of our past podcasts where you were explaining to me your mental health break also known as a nap. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. Well, here's the other well, side. I mean, uh, actually uh, I'll go ahead and, uh, uh, and speak to one other piece, like in terms of the connectedness piece, my family, um, they, all three of them, they're all girls and that's not gendered in a specific way, but they all desire closeness. Um, and so when we watch a movie together as a family, generally <laughs> they are down in the kind of the living room and I stand in the kitchen and either clean or work or whatever else. And that, troubles them. They don't like it. And so now mm-hmm. um, I'm ha- I've sort of agreed that if we're going to watch a movie, I'll come down and I'll sit in the chair with one of them or, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll touch, be touching one of them somehow, um, mm-hmm. which is just another way that I've had to kind of go, while I would prefer to stand back here right. at the counter, I yeah. understand that this is an easy trade-off I can make for two hours, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, it all starts with conversation of I I hope that this is a conversation that this gal has had with her partner where they have talked about, hey, I recognize that we have a pretty fundamental difference here and we seem to butt heads on this often. I call it getting stuck or the stickiness of relationships of just recognizing when that perpetual conflict comes up and just saying like, oh, here it is again. And, you know, sitting down and and honoring it and recognizing that this is just a sticky spot and you can move through it and you can find ways to yield. And it really, I mean, geez, if you're going to deal with this your whole life. Get creative about it. Some fun stuff. Anyway, 
Um, so Zach, we have some more episodes coming up. We had teased some future episodes and we have also gotten quite a few emails from listeners and they also want us to talk about episodes. So if you are interested, we have, um, one podcast that was recommended that we should talk about blended families, which I know Mm -hmm. is a very important topic. So that's coming up. It is the Um, hardest thing I do. The hardest thing. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent blended families is the toughest thing. I, I do not envy folks that are struggling in that space. So yeah, I don't either. And I know that there are some specialists out there that all, all they do is work with blended families. Mm-hmm. So I think like all honor and glory to you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, well, we'll wrap this up and I hope that you have a fabulous, Hey, I'm coming up to Seattle. It's happening. Yeah. This I remember you I'm... told me that you told me that you were coming up and that you didn't have time to visit with me. Yeah. We're going to stick with that plan at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. Cool. Well, have a great trip. (laughs) Thanks so much. It'll be fun sharing a zip code for a little bit. Alrighty. Alrighty. All right. Bye-bye. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Marriage Therapy Radio. Hey, I have a little tip for you. Just recently, my husband and I have started to read a book together. Um, As we prepare to go on our trip to Iceland, we picked up a book uh, and it's a it's a nonfiction book and it's called Burial Rites. But anyway, what it has done is that as we've been reading this book together, I have felt closer to him emotionally and intellectually. And I wanted to recommend that you and your partner begin to read a book together this summer. One of my favorite books for couples to read is a book called The Relationship Alphabet. It was written by Zach Brittle. You know him as my co-host. I'm going to plug his book because he wouldn't. And I love this book. You can find it on Amazon.com. And again, this is a way to enrich your your relationship, not only by gaining insight into the research behind what makes relationships really, really successful, but also enhance it by deepening your intellectual and your emotional connection. Because ultimately, the goal is that your relationship is better today than it was yesterday. Thanks so much for listening. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.